You are now tuned into the show where you learn to define and achieve success to create authentic power. The show that gives you a new angle, a new perspective on all things personal growth. Welcome to the Sprouting Success Podcast. My name is Remy Ellis. I am your host today and every day forever. Today's episode will be a little bit different format-wise from the previous episodes. Today, I'm very excited to bring in someone from my inner circle, a very trusted ally of mine. I brought them into the studio to have a very insightful conversation. This individual had written down a few questions for me with the idea of having an open dialogue. So I did not know the questions coming in beforehand, but my hope is that listening to this conversation will spark something in you, a thought, an idea that you can execute in your life, relate to a situation you're currently in. Ultimately, same rules apply. When you listen to this show, you're getting a new perspective, a new angle. Topics discussed in today's episode include expectations, setting them, managing them. Should you have expectations? We talk about love languages and how your past experiences and past traumas can shape your current ways of expressing yourself. We talk about loss, what it means, and how you can actually use it to grow. Without further ado, I'm very excited to introduce my twin sister, Franny Ellis, to the Sprouting Success Podcast. Hope you enjoy this conversation, and I'll see you next week. been writing things down over the past few weeks, just things that come to me, things that I would like to talk to you about yeah. and get some insight, mostly just along the lines of relationships, how relationships have changed for you, and what you've realized in the differences as you move in through life, as you grow as a human. So I guess my first question for you, and it's kind of a broad one, how have your expectations changed in your friendships, your family, your romantic relationships? How do you feel like those relationships have evolved and changed internally for you? For me, I feel that my expectations for myself and the expectations I have for others, that relationship is, is kind of an inverse. So I feel that as my expectations for myself grow, my expectations for others shrink or decrease. And I'm not sure if that's a product of, of aging or more experience in life, but I feel that the more standard, the higher you know, I, I hold myself, more responsibilities, whatever expectations, the, the higher I hold myself, the less space maybe I'm letting other people, I'm even allowing expectations to, to be set for others. So I think that there's an inverse relationship. So as I'm myself to higher standards, higher expectations, I'm kind of taking that away from, from others, I guess, in, in a way. I definitely think that when I was younger, you know, a teenager and growing up, I needed more support than I do now. So I, I, I think that that definitely played into my expectations for others. So, you know, whether it was a role model or adults in my life, the expectations there were quite high. But now, as, as I've, you know, grown and become an adult myself, see that other people, they don't owe you anything. You know, they have their own lives. And, and so to place expectations on someone else, I've learned is kind of a slippery slope. And I spoke about this in a past episode, too, that relying on others is... is a risk that you run, you know, because if you put someone else before you, or if you rely on someone else before yourself, they have a life and they have problems, issues, things that all come before you. So I think my expectations for others have gone down. Yeah, I mean, you can't really rely on anyone except yourself. So <laughs> it's a healthy thing to have your expectations change in your personal relationships and your close connections because you can't 
always rely on those people. And you shouldn't. Yeah. It's not healthy to always be trying to find your happiness. You're feeling upset and then you reach out to someone to try to get something from them. You're expecting something out of them. And that's not going to be a positive thing for you. You're going to find that people let you down. And that's okay. you gotta, right. you got to be your own person that gives yourself the support and the love that you need. I think the way that expectations come about as it pertains to you and another person, that comes from conversations that you have with them or the relationship that you have, experiences in your past. So all those things formulate whatever this expectation is or this understanding that you have that the other person should uphold in your mind. And so it's tough to build that understanding and that expectation on something that's so changing and so evolving. It's another person. You can't try to pin them down and say, well, oh, here's a box that I want to put you in. Like, like, let me, let me sit in this box control I have for you. you and right. I want you to do what I want you to do. Yeah. Um, and that's what I expect out of you. Yeah. You give me this. It's like I see a lot of relationships like that. Like, yeah. And it's a natural thing. People don't think about it. Like, you cannot expect somebody to act how you want them to act or even know what you're thinking or express themselves the way that you would. But there are people, <laughs> I will say this, there are people in my life that I, for whatever reason, I've grown to expect certain things from them. And when they come through, it's great. So I think over time, as someone continues to show you things and, and come through, I think that there's... There is a positive side to expectations. You know, if someone is consistent, what they can bring to your life or the, you know, in your relationship, I think that expectations can be a positive thing too. I feel like a certain amount of uh, conversation, like if your expectations are something that are that it's important to you and it's not going to change or you feel like it's not going to change, there's a conversation that you can have. These are my expectations about this. And you can talk about those things. You can say, I'm expecting this and then it's out there it's not just a, a guessing game for people to just try to make you happy and you're still kind of trying to figure out like what do you even want um, yeah. I f so yeah I mean expectations is a positive thing as well um, I think it holds people accountable if you're able to talk about it in like a, a positive way and I think that you can help somebody grow as well if they approach you and they say listen these are my expectations I would like to be talk to this way or when we communicate in this way it makes me feel more heard or you know whatever it is it opens a door so that you can think about your expectations in a new way and it's not just something that's like well he should be doing this for me or sh she could be more supportive right. they don't have people don't have any idea what you expect so you got to talk about it yeah the more i think about it the trade-off if you set an expectation, the chance that someone doesn't come through for you and having to deal with that, is does that outweigh the option that they might come through for you? You have to weigh that as well. Because if you set really high expectations and you have this idea of someone else or yourself and they don't come through, then that could be a painful thing. What do you think about if you do have a conversation about an expectation, do you think that changes the outcome of is it even worth like having the expectation do you think that is better i think if you communicate and you're clear about how you feel about something as in an expectation that you have 
at least you have communicated clearly to the person that, you know, this is what you expect. If they don't come through for you, they don't come through for you. And you express yourself the way that you needed to. Yeah, it's, it's kind of out of your hands at that point. Yeah. When you've stated as my expectations, you can't control what they do from there. I honestly like that. This is what I'm doing. This is who I am. This right. is how I feel. So there it is. And uh, whatever you, you say and do along, at this point, yeah. like, let's see. Because I'm, this is not a guessing game. Right. You can either accept these terms and conditions or reject them, which is fine. But here they are. And even sometimes, like, I'm good after I express, like, whatever. Maybe and that's I'm all you like, needed. Yeah. And maybe I don't even want those things from you. The next question that I wanted to ask you. So, love languages. Well, there's, like, five or six. Physical touch, acts of service, um, words of affirmation. I wanted to ask you, do you think that these these love languages have anything to do with or develop from trauma? I think that the way that you grow to express yourself in love and in life definitely comes from, from your experiences, your past experiences and your, your upbringing. So I do think that. The way that you learn to express yourself and share feelings to the world and to other people, I do think that is influenced by the people showed you love. And so you kind of cued in that, on that as, as a youth. And now you have that experience to then go and express that to someone else. So I, I do think that is shaped by past experiences, positive or negative. Trauma can definitely have a play a role in that too. You might not be so open to express how you feel. Whether it's physically or words, trauma is something that can definitely be an obstacle to, to how you show emotion. So discovering and uncovering trauma or, or around your love language, around what you've learned on how to communicate and um, love another person. I think that trauma stuff that changes you negative things that affect your day-to-day and then have a residual effect throughout your life especially with with close relationships family yeah it changes your behavior especially if you start to look like really really get deep with it how do you respond when somebody says something nice or when someone gives you a compliment what are your reactions when someone is loving to you physically how does that make you feel if you feel uncomfortable what does that mean everyone experiences some type of trauma in their life it's part of being a human we experience things everyone on a different level but i think what is important is to figure out where the root is yeah how is it affecting you day to day and once something makes you uncomfortable think about that why do you feel uncomfortable? Why do you feel scared? Why are you anxious? Those things, that means that there is something blocking that you need to push past. You need to unravel a little bit. Having an awareness of the emotions you feel and why you feel them is something that's easy to overlook as you're going through your day because there's so many things fighting for your attention that your emotions and your subconscious thoughts might not be top of mind because that's a major part of why you make decisions and and how you live your life is your emotions so I do think that just for example when you were five 
young, if you had an experience where you were praised or loved by someone, it was a positive thing that you probably wanted to repeat or, or feel again. So you would take those actions or have that mindset that you know for for that to happen and try to repeat it. So I do think there's a element of learning what will yield a positive result and trying to repeat it and that you know extends into your adolescence and into your life. And then when you learn something that isn't positive in the grand scheme of things like an action that you take every day that isn't positive, mm-hmm. but it has still given you a reward at some point that you've learned that that's how it's done right and you're not paying attention you're going to be all over the place and i think it takes some relearning being present with yourself thinking about those moments what what makes you feel happy what makes you feel less anxious and able to communicate i think you know Awareness in each moment changes the way that you communicate and it it makes you feel like you can be there for yourself and you can be there for other people. If you're feeling anxious and you realize it right away, you're going to be like, okay, I something's going on with me in this moment and I need to just figure this out. If you're always pushing, you know, and you're always tunnel vision. <laughs> it's like, when are you giving yourself the time to like really discover what I do have those thoughts during the day? And I very rarely talk to somebody that can talk about their emotions and feelings and what they've experienced and what they're going through currently and still have a, a clear conversation about how they're taking the world in. That is very rare. You don't yeah. see that more aware of myself and it makes me feel like I want to be the person that can help you know yeah. bring that awareness to people you're anxious right now and you don't even know it mm-hmm. I can just feel it right have you asked yourself how you are so this is the most recent thing that I was really thinking about loss the knowledge or awareness rediscovery of something you know you once had question for you would be in this life what is loss loss for me is a state of being and I think it's a feeling that whether you're at a loss or you're feeling lost or you've lost something I think that it's chapter in the book of of your life that doesn't need to be a footnote on every page or definitely is a chapter a piece of the puzzle it is Losing something or losing yourself or just being lost in general, not knowing which direction you want to go. Lost, the, the feeling it stems from other things, whether it's pain or grief or sadness or negativity, failure. state of being that shouldn't necessarily be, be constant, but it's definitely a moment in time. When I originally was thinking about this, I had written down loss and then awareness. Um, awareness of the feeling of loss. Start to think about positive things, positive memories. You're not going to sit there um, as a person growing through life. um, Eventually you're going to find ways to become more aware of the feeling of loss, why you feel that way. You're going to start to ask yourself questions 
And then you're going to discover the awareness of the loss creates room for positive things to come through. You start to gain knowledge about yourself and, and positivity. That's an interesting thought because to lose something denotes that you once had something or you you know, were once found, something was found. When you lose something, I think you then look back and you have an appreciation for, oh, this is something that I had that I might not have known or appreciated as much as I should have. And that kind of can help with the piece you're talking about of growth and knowledge and not necessarily looking at it as a failure and more next progression of in your life. Just, I think it's important to watch who's for you mm -hmm. and learn how to recognize when people are not for you. And listen, if you ain't caught this wave yet, if you ain't jumped on the bandwagon, we're getting a little bit full, so make sure you take full advantage of this moment. Jump on the bandwagon. Catch this wave. You heard? <laughs> you get me?